You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Okay, greetings, uh, one and all. Uh, my name is Kavi, and I'm with Amoda again for another one of our conversations. Um, and this time, we are going to talk about the nuances and the maybe the relationship between awakening and relationship. Now, we just talked about this a little bit beforehand, and what we came up with was something that might be quite interesting, which is that um, the main thrust of Amoda's work, and correct me if I'm wrong, Amoda, the main thrust of the work is not to do with relationship. The main thrust of the work is to do with awakening, pure and simple awakening to the essential nature yeah to one's essential nature so but we're often called and we do talk about you do talk about relationship vis-a-vis not just relationship to a significant other but relationship to the world itself so what I thought we we would pull apart today and dive into and explore loosely in a conversational kind of way is if awakening is uh, a, a, a I don't I don't want to call it an experience because it's not an experience but I can't think of any other word at the moment is something unto itself is there any role is there any place what is the place, if there is one, for relationship, particularly relationship of an intimate nature with a significant other? Is there is there a point to it, or is it kind of uh, icing on the cake, or is it an impediment? Does it get in the way of awakening? Yeah. So these all these nuances, I think we can, you know, just kind of touch on and explore because you know we are in this relationship together. This relationship has been described, yours and mine, as a, a so-called awakened relationship. Um, so we are in a, in a in an experience together, and I think we have got something to offer people, not from any grand height of fixing relationship or or pedestalizing relationship, but just in a very uh, beautiful, maybe true and real way. At least I hope so. So. How does that all land in you? <laughs> yes, yes, I think that's um, <clears throat> everything you say is 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 absolutely right, um, and that's a good sort of foundation from which to speak. Um, perhaps let's start with this. Um, idea if you like or or you know 
even direct realization that awakening is complete unto itself. Yeah, one of the facets of awakening is that there is a realization and embodiment of the wholeness that you already are. And that is more than a mental construct that is a visceral uh, complete yeah um, sense that you are whole and if you are whole then why do you need another to fulfill you that's the primary question is there any need for relationship mm. in other words and so we have in some ways two camps <laughs> if i may call it that one is that um after awakening yeah the full realization and embodiment of awakening there is no need for relationship at all there is no need for a relationship with an intimate other um and so we have the more perhaps traditional view of the awakened one who is complete unto themselves. Um, there's no need to look for a relationship. There's no need to be in relationship. The awakened one's life is given <laughs> to um, either resting in the deep self in silence or um, teaching, speaking, pointing from that place to that place. Um, and that's the more conventional, traditional view. The thing is, if you dig into that, you usually find that the awakened one um, does have a consort of some sort. <laughs> we won't get into that right now. Um, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we can I, maybe come back to that. I do, I do think we should look at just the, the awakened ones at some point, yeah, and just kind of strip it down a little bit. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so that's, that's one camp. And then you have the other camp in which, um, uh, the awakened one does, uh, let's say have, if have is the right word, it's not quite have because you don't possess it, <laughs> but you are in intimate relationship. You either have been in intimate relationship prior to awakening, and then that continues, or relationship appears um, and, and, and after awakening, and then that has its own flavor. So, so, so what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? Is that different? And I guess that's what we're exploring. First of all, is there a need for it? And that would lead us on to the next question was, well, if there's no need for it, and if you're, you're in relationship in, in the awakened state, um, then does it have a different quality? Does it serve a different purpose? So <laughs> I don't know where we want to go from there, but maybe let's just look at, is there a need for it? Okay, need. I mean, I wrote need. down as soon as you were talking, you know, the nature of 
Well, in a way, we need to talk about nature of need of what 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 need might be in this particular case. Yeah, yeah. And what 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 does it drive? What is need driving? And yeah, what place does it have, if any? So, talk to me a little bit about about need. This need need comes from the the self, yeah. Yeah, the need for relationship usually means from, uh, let's say, to the conventional paradigm of consciousness or the conventional dimension of consciousness, which is rooted in in, in self. Um, uh, the need for relationship means the need for love. In other words, I need to find love from someone or something, but we're talking about human relationship now, um, from someone who can give me that love so that I feel loved. And we call that relationship, finding love in relationship. The need for relationship is also the need for connection. Yeah, I need to connect with another so that I feel connected. I feel not alone, not isolated, and so on and so on. The need for relationship is the need for security, the need for safety, that I will have someone to go on this human journey with to perhaps take care of me emotionally or financially or physically or whatever it might be. The need for relationship is the need to have a family, to procreate, to have children so that I feel like I belong to something or something belongs to me. So we could go on and on and on. Essentially, it's the need to feel fulfilled or complete from an outside source. So that's why we talk about on the conventional level, finding the right relationship, finding love, yeah, finding fulfillment, and so on and so on. And all of that is is a is a mechanism that falls away when you've realized your true nature as wholeness. However, (laughs) however, (laughs) that does not, we don't stop there because that does not negate human relationship. It's not that we, there's a realization of that and then we stand in a kind of ivory tower of I don't need anyone. Yes, there is that relationship. Needs naturally falls away. But we do live in the world of form. <laughs> we do we live in the world of human interaction. And so there's no um, uh, rejection of the journey of deep meeting 
Yeah, I call it intimacy or meeting, the meeting place between two individuals in the field of awakening. So it may appear or it may not appear that it doesn't come from a place of need. Wow, it's just, that's, that's a very deep... description i mean i don't want to <clears throat> open it up too much in some ways but what you described is the is the being born into the conditioned self that the main driver because the main driver of need is that i'm i'm not enough i don't That's have right. enough i need to find a way to become completed the unconscious the unconscious driver you see, you see part of it is 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 also uh, entwined with a with a kind of what would appear to be an almost animal instinct that draws us to not just to find a mate but also to procreate so it has got it it, it is entwined in that but it still uh, seems to be the driver seems to be this the desire for for a sense of completion or for wholeness that when put in that context the awakening that you're talking about solves that problem. <laughs> if <laughs> well, you're like, I, if I it's can... a problem to be solved because there's a gap in the jigsaw, there's one piece <laughs> missing. I can't complete. I need to do something in the world. I need to find something because it's all relationship in a way. It could be in banking. It could be in drugs. It could be in, you know, a, 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 we, we, we focus on relationship with another because it's convenient and easy to see, but actually from the point of view that we're talking about, it's all relationship. And when I finally, or when I, when that happens to me and I get what I think that I want, then the jigsaw is complete. The picture emerges and there I am. I've reached the state of unity, even though it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous because division itself is, is you're never going to reach unity through division, through that sense of completion. But awakening solves that problem. Correct. <laughs> um, yes, it, it solves the problem. And if we look around, it is a problem. Yeah, relationship is a problem. Um, uh, resolved, seemingly, although it's not resolved, but the, the solution is that we find the right relationship, the perfect partner, the one who will fulfill me, the one who will approve of me, the one, yeah, and so on. And so this external seeking, and you're right, this this external seeking can be um, towards any form, (laughs) Mm. whether it's a a substance or a food or a, a thing that we do in the world yet. So, but we won't go into that right now. Mm -hmm. Let's just stick with the human relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's so obvious. And so it's a problem that seems to be resolved, although it's not by finding the right relationship. And then it seems to be, yeah, the, the, the pain of not being in relationship, of not being loved, of not being fulfilled is ameliorated for a while. We call that falling in love. 
And then after a while, we seem to fall out of love. And so the problem of relationship continues. And we see that everywhere. Relationship is usually a battleground. Relationship is a place of great pain and struggle and perhaps betrayal or um, lack of fulfillment, sometimes glossed over by uh, <laughs> filling the gaps in, in other ways. Um and sometimes not glossed over. So we fall in love, we fall out of love, we we keep on searching for the right relationship. If we're lucky, there's some kind of um, companionship and trust and uh, a friendship that's found. And in some cases, that's not what happens. And yet we still remain in relationship, but still something missing and it's either acknowledged or not acknowledged and so on and so on. So relationship is a problem uh, from the conventional point of view. And yet so much coveted yeah we we have mm. the idea of soulmates and mm. finding your right partner and attracting the right partner and sometimes that's to do with being attracted and um uh, sort of in resonance or compatible on a on a more primal sexual sensual level and sometimes it's to do with being more compatible on a on an emotional level. Sometimes it's about being compatible on a mental level. So we look for relationship. We look for another with whom there'll be some kind of um, agreement on some in some level. And there's nothing wrong with that, yes? <laughs> there has to be... Uh, um, agreement, sorry, what do you mean? Well, someone who agrees with our way of oh, okay. seeing things or right. someone who agrees with our lifestyle or someone who agrees with our uh, sexual expression or, or sexual needs or whatever it might be. So we look for someone who'll match us on that level. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when, um, when that's kind of a primary unconscious driver, then when we enter that relationship where we think we found the one that we are compatible with, inevitably there will be areas where we are very different or, um, you know, and, and, and life changes and people evolve and grow mm -hmm. and maybe their values change or their desires change or, and so on. And so on. their ideas change and, and so on. And, and, and that's when it starts become becoming a problem. A problem. Yes. Because, does, yeah we might feel they don't understand us anymore. We might feel that they disagree with us and we want to control and we want to seduce and we want to bully the other person into being the way that we were or the image of what we think they were when we first fell in love. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so We've all been there as well. So we know what we're talking about. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I know in my life, as, as in yours, Kavi, before we met, <laughs> mm. um, we've been in many relationships, short and long-term relationships. And I know for myself, I was always looking and it was so unconscious. I didn't even yeah, know it, but yeah, I was looking yeah. to feel loved, mm. to feel like I was good enough. And inevitably that relationship would fail. It would never live up to its promise because I actually didn't feel good enough. So really, and I'm moving ahead here now, but mm. 
just to take this a little bit further, the purpose of relationship isn't to fulfill us in the way that we've been speaking from that conventional kind of paradigm, but <laughs> to support us in our growth. If you yeah. put it so politely, I was going to say to wake us the heck up. <laughs> well, both of those, that is our growth. Yeah, it is our growth Yeah, to support our personal, emotional, and spiritual growth. In other words, to push us inside so that we discover, mm. yeah, we discover the, 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 the truth that we are good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Without needing another to reflect that this back is, to us. This, this is a beautiful point. Yeah, I mean, you have to cut to the chase and you've cut ahead. We can finish pretty soon <laughs> if we needed to, you know, because that that is an important point. And, and actually, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a deep spiritual point, any separate from the conversation about relationship, but including the conversation about relationship, isn't it? That actually experience comes to us as existential beings. We think it comes to us in some almost random way or because I've been a victim or because, you know, any of these kind of things, but actually much experience is coming to us as a, as an invitation to deepen and to transform and to awaken. Yes, everything is. I mean, if we look at Yes. <laughs> the nature of life, <laughs> life as it manifests through the world of form, all forms, yeah, the things that we, the people we meet, the things that we do, the things that we have, and so on and so on. Everything is an invitation to, to, that, to that which you're speaking of, to, to, to know ourselves. And so really there are no failures, even in a relationship that seems to fall apart, that seems to break down. Um, uh, you know, he leaves us, she leaves us, or we leave him, her, whatever. Um, it's untenable or whatever. We, 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 we take that on as a great failure. We feel victimized by yes. that. So love has been lost. Love has failed. There must be something wrong with me, or there's something terribly wrong with him, her, and I can't stand it anymore. And actually there is no failure because if we look deeper than that and take up the true invitation, even the end of a relationship is, is, is a doorway to a deeper inner relationship, yes. a deeper inner relationship with our true nature mm. in which we come to realize that love can never be lost. Mm. It never was a commodity to be given or taken from somebody else. Nobody can give us love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we, we have a tendency to mistake heartbreak in that sense for failure. And I think that's a, a serious error, yeah, that when heartbreak happens because a relationship has apparently floundered or reached its its point of no return, that at the in that our heartbreak, you know, because it is heartbreaking and it touches us deeply, maybe, you know, that there's actually something wrong that the heartbreak is heartbreak, something wrong is something wrong. They're not necessarily joined up. 
because it could be that you're experiencing one is experiencing that. I remember this with with my with my wife. You know that that I realized it 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 took me a long long time to wake up from the fact that I realized that we were both colluding with our, with each other's games, and she I was seeking a hiding place, and actually in her way she was seeking a hiding place, and then I realized at one stage towards the end that I could no longer play that game, and it tore me apart because I thought there was something wrong, and then something dawned on me, and I realized that actually something was right. It was just that I had to have the courage to act on what I knew to be right. Yes, yes, and and, and this heartbreak. Yeah, whether it comes by the end of a relationship, yeah, it can be a sudden end or it can be a gradual end, um, or whether it comes in the minutiae yes. of an intimate, ongoing relationship, yeah, because we experience many heartbreaks, or we <laughs> yeah. can do, the when time. the other yeah. re- seems to reject us, when we feel misunderstood, when we feel... Um, I don't know, whatever, betrayed yeah. in some way. Rejected, yes. yeah. rejected, yeah. betrayed. Unseen. Um, unseen, yeah. unrecognized, not approved of, and all these things yes. that go on in relationships. Very good point, yeah. Those are many heartbreaks, mm-hmm. and there is the doorway again, mm. yeah? So even in relationship, whilst it's ongoing, whether it seems to be the falling in love phase or the falling out of love phase, there is the opportunity in that, yeah, to stay present and stay open amidst the mini heartbreak. And what does that mean? That means telling the truth and listening to the truth because that's what doesn't happen in normal relationship usually. Yeah. So we could explore that if we well, I think we want should. a little bit. I mean, <laughs> this could go on and on and on quite honestly, because um, yes, I, I, I think we should explore this a little bit because what I want to kind of get to is, is two, two, I don't like to call it unconscious too much, but two, unawakened or people who are colluding or people who are still active in their pain body trying to get something you know playing a kind of duck and dodge a transactional nature of relationship and one starts to get the glimmer of something yeah there's an awakening the seed of awakening has been planted somehow and they're starting to because it doesn't necessarily happen yeah, immediately, or it does, and then there's still the integration. and But the other one is not interested. The waking upness, because what we still keep, still keep coming to is that waking up from the dream of the separate self is the most important thing. Yeah. So what happens if you're in a relationship and you've been in it five, ten years, and the other one's not, you know, you're emerging. Well, I don't know because I'm not in that sort of relationship. <laughs> so I haven't had that experience of waking up I mean, within we, a relationship. But, but we can talk, well, yeah, but we can talk about it, which is about telling the truth and listening yes. to the truth. The one who has the glimmer of awakening her or who is on, in the process of awakening, it's in 
that uh, individual's, if you like, responsibility to <laughs> tell the truth and listen to the truth. Telling the truth isn't telling the other what your spiritual beliefs are. It isn't telling the other that they're still in their pain body and I'm beginning to wake up. And yeah, that creates more division. Um, that's not telling the truth. Telling the truth is simply telling the truth of your feelings, standing in the in the naked truth of a feeling, not an emotion that you dump on another, yeah, but simply staying in the vulnerability of of whatever is being felt. It may be I don't feel heard, or I feel very vulnerable right now, or I feel very distant right now, or um, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So it's a kind of tenderness. It's it's a tenderness, not a telling the other from a place of superiority or or, or you know any spiritual pedestal or yeah that kind of thing. So it's it's and that takes a lot of courage. I it mean, does, that's what yeah. doesn't normally happen. So the one who is awakening, let's say, um, can speak from that place that has nothing to do with lording one's spiritual awakening over the other. It's simply the ability to stand in the nakedness of your own truth, the raw truth, and to speak from that place and to face the other, knowing, uh, or perhaps not knowing, it's better not to know, but that perhaps the other will not be able to hear you or understand, but still you stand in that truth. And you also listen to the other. We rarely listen, I mean, in conventional relationship, is there real listening, to listen from silence mm. without judgment, without, um, you know, vilification, without, um, mm. you know, putting the other down or, and so on and so on, without flinching, just standing there and listening or sitting there and listening to the other listening to the other's hurts or betrayals or sense of alienation or uh, so on and so on and having and, and just not not having a discussion but just listening just listening we both listen to each other yeah so it's 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 the one who's awakening it's their responsibility to be able to bring that into the relationship yeah, i think that's now, what i was trying to get to yeah. yeah and if the other is not available for that then well, more. then you have a choice. You can either remain open as love, as loving awareness, without trying to change the other. And that's possible because you may find a, a deeper, mm -hmm. um, uh, kind of uh, less, uh, well, I have to say, more, more, more infinite, boundless love for the other, even if they're unawake. Um, a different kind of intimacy comes from that. Or you may find that you can no longer live in that situation and, and it's your responsibility to move on and there's nothing lost in that. There's nothing lost, yeah? Love doesn't end. So there are many um, possibilities, none of which are right or wrong and, and none of which we can say, well, that's the way to do it. But you start from the place of listening, listening to your deep self, first of all, and then listening to the other if they are available for that space of mutual listening. Unfortunately, most relationships are too busy to actually be uh, really available for this. <laughs> what for do you mean busy? Space. Do you mean well, physically busy or you mean yes, mentally well, or, or Physically and all of it, yeah. Much of the time physically busy. There's jobs and children to look after and mm. uh, 
bills to pay and lots of doing. And very often there's not the space for just sitting and being together and so on. And that's become a pattern. And so there can only be a sort of uh, increasing alienation from each other and uh, uh, kind of grievances that are held or tucked away. Um, and that really is the, the, the death of true relationship, although it may carry on for a while. Um, and sometimes there's just too much busyness in the mind to even be available for that. But each individual is where they're at. So, so <laughs> there's always an opportunity and always an invitation for, for some kind of opening to a deeper meeting place. Oh, oh. <clears throat> Our relationship. <laughs> I don't, I don't, for some reason, I'm called at this moment to to just talk a bit about our relationship because it hasn't got many of those qualities, but it hasn't got you know any of those 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 qualities and seem to have. Well, I mean, this is why we don't, we, we you know, we, we it, it's, it's hard. We can't, don't talk about fixing relationship. We, we talk about some other quality of relationship because there are, there, there is a, there is such a, a, a clean and beautiful resonance that you and I have and have had for 19 odd years that we've been together and it hasn't stopped and it's always the same and it's forever flowing. And it's rooted in silence and it's rooted in it's it's telling the truth. There's no there's nothing being dragged around. There's no shadow bag. There's no sense of, yeah, I need you to complete me and you need me to complete you. But there is an 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 ever flowing joy and an ever flowing yeah, river that keeps on pouring itself in and through us without saying it's lofty but it's but it but compared to if i think about it compared to the way i used to be in relationship it's night and day now i wasn't where you are were when we when i came into this relationship sure i was doing a lot of work and i'd done a lot of stuff and i'd done a lot of transformation but love is the biggest transformation of all I'm sorry, it is, you know, awakening is, has, you know, is, is, is love on a certain level, but, but love in intimacy, intimate love, it's going to find you wherever you hide. Hopefully awakening will do as well, but intimacy finds you wherever you're hiding. Yes. Which part of that would you want to want you to explain it to everybody? <laughs> oh my dear it's unexplainable as you know well we are dissecting it because of the many years of experience of being in relationship that has been based in pain bodies and are seeking and are awakening so we are speaking about it um to speak of it from from the directness of our own relationship is always much harder, but we, we do attempt that. And that's not to say <clears throat> this is the template or to say this is so special, but really to 
to offer what is or to describe, if you like, yeah. or to reveal what is possible, because I don't think it's impossible. Of course not. Um, and really, it's the expression of everything that we're saying in the sense that, well, let's put it bluntly, the need for relationship in me came to an absolute halt. <laughs> it fell away completely prior to meeting you. Mm. Yeah. And I don't need to go into that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was part of the awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, the, the the awakening, the the end of the dream of the separate self, revealed very emphatically to me as a lived experience that I am love, and that ended all seeking for love. Um, uh, and everything that goes with that from any external source. So that was primary to me. Um, and, and then, you know, you appearing <laughs> in my field of experience, in my field of awareness, um, was, was a great surprise and um, not something that was being looked for and not something that held any um uh promise of uh fulfilling something or ending any pain because there was nothing that needed to be fulfilled and there wasn't any pain <laughs> so it just appeared and in that you know just like a flower blooming in a field well in that sense who am i to reject that I had two choices. One was to actually reject it and say, no, thank you. I'm walking away. I don't need relationship. And another way was to just say, well, yes, this, this flower has bloomed in my, in my field, <laughs> in my field of consciousness, yeah, the life that I'm living. And I trusted something that said, well, just be with this, open to this, fall into this, not knowing where it was leading or, or, yeah. So it's from that basis, but within that, already the foundation of Mm. naked truth, deep listening, Mm. deep trust, not seeking anything, no control, no need, no agenda, no promise of the future. Um, and an absolute tenderness in that from that point on, from awakening, everything in my field of experience is me. There's no separation. It is me. It's all an expression of the one. Well, in that sense, how can I fight with you or mm-hmm. reject you or hide from you or control you? It's it's just happened very naturally. Yeah. The, the fact that we're actually quite compatible mm. on a energetic, perhaps mental level. Um, there's a meeting of minds. There's a meeting of hearts. Absolutely. Meeting there's of only one heart. spirits. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful um, synchronicity, perhaps. Maybe that's how it's meant. But of course there's differences. You're a man. I'm a woman. We, 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 we operate slightly differently on, on a, in a worldly way. We, do, we are yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. We're different yeah. personalities. Of course mm. we are. Mm. Um and so on and so on. And yet all of that is included. Yeah. The differences and the samenesses, the likenesses are all included because where we meet is much deeper than that. Mm. 
Well, and, can I let me? Yeah. I'd, I'd like <laughs> I to just speak to, <laughs> speak to that for a minute because sure. there's nothing generic about human relationships. That although we tend to think there is, we g- generify if that's a word, uh, human relationships. But actually, they're very nuanced and they're very individualized and they're very set up by by whatever God is for our for our benefit. And but here's here's the thing, Amoda. You are you to me, and I I probably know you best. I believe probably in the world of anybody who's come into your experience, I know you best. Yeah, and and you are are really quite an extraordinary being. And you, something had happened to you by the time I met you, and I came into the your orbit, and then realised that there was there was something big drawing me or drawing us kind of together in in, in a way beyond something beyond the personal it felt you know i i had no idea i as as we know i felt like rumi being drawn mercilessly towards shams you know for a kind of death so but i'm going somewhere with this this uh, and but 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 you were who you were you know and 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 had had some kind of awakening experience you uh, this is an important point. I started to try and play my games. I know we've been over this before, but I started to try and play my games because they were still running in me. They weren't big, but they were running and games come out in intimate relationship. And so there we were in the cafe in London and I started to try and play my games of coll- getting you to collude with my pain body. Yeah, with my shame, with my anger at my father and yada, yada, yada. And it was such a pivotal moment that defined something that that I now invite other people in a way to, which is when I started to try and tease you (laughs) or collude you into what I was, yeah, my pain, you pretty much held up a mirror you didn't do it in any kind of uh, angry way or anything like that, but it just wasn't going to have any traction in you. And this was an, a really important point because it bounced things right back to me. You held up a mirror. Yeah, you were a mirror. You didn't hold it up. You were a mirror. Yeah, your awakening, your devotion or something, your end of need held up a mirror that said, you, you deal with it. It's your problem. It's not my problem. It's your problem. And that gave me a great doorway to go through which is then i was faced with two choices either run away from the relationship because it was too difficult or to stand there and burn burn up my own karma burn up my own need burn up my own yeah conditioning and stand there humility in in humility yes and that set me on the trajectory mm-hmm. of falling and falling and falling and falling into being able to accept that kind of level of relationship. That is a level of relationship that the egoic mind knows nothing about. Yes. 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 And, and so from my perspective, there was no me that was doing anything like as you said I wasn't trying to hold up a mirror I wasn't you know all all that happened from my perspective was that the 
frequency field of the true nature of love, yeah, that I am, that we each are if we, <laughs> if we were able to meet that place in ourselves or yeah, recognize that. But the, the frequency field of unbounded, infinite, unconditioned and unconditional love that I am has no magnetic pull towards anyone's pain body mm -hmm. in whatever shape or form it reveals itself, mm -hmm. the need to control or the need to sulk or the need to, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was no battleground. And that wasn't something that I was doing consciously. It simply was the energetic field that was available or expressing itself or just being rested in at that time and continues to be. Yes. But it was particularly powerful at that time because yes. that was very shortly after awakening. And mm -hmm. so it was a very palpable field. So there was nothing in you that I wanted to hook into. There were no hooks. I just saw it. I mean, I did see it. I remember it. It was, it's almost like a blip. Whereas yeah, from was, a yeah, pain, yeah. from a pain body place, you know, from say that's the place that I was in, you know, five, 10 years before that mm. in a relationship that would have triggered me. That's mm. the hook that would have hurt me. That would have made me feel, I don't know, whatever. And so we'd have been in the battleground there in the go. argument. Yeah, yeah? Exactly. Yeah. But there was nothing, there was no trigger. There was no hook. There was no tentacle there was no sticky place and that's what you mean by a mirror it's like that that sticky tentacle in you reached out to hook into me consciously or unconsciously it's all unconscious at that yeah. point and it had nothing to stick to because mm -hmm. all there is is the open field of love and and so i would say that it's love that, that does the work not the awakened one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's love that does the work. It takes one, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, to be the, what shall I call it, vehicle for that? Even that's too limited, but sort of to be that. Yes, I think yes. to get to, to, to live that, is... to know that. And then it does its work and it has an, a hugely transformative, it burns up, like you say, karma. It burns up pain bodies, but I'm not doing it. It's doing itself. I know. How yeah. magical, how beautiful, well, how I mean, mysterious. Honestly, yes, because in that moment, it, you know, there wasn't just you uh, staying where you were and not, not allowing yourself or not being hooked in, but I saw it. Yes. I saw it. Saw and it. I saw the, the slight, that what I described, didn't I, as the sea anemone that just retracted a little bit. I saw how love dies. Yeah. I saw how love dies. And I made a decision as the human being that I have the capacity to not play, a, play my part in love dying anymore. I will devote to yes. keeping love open keeping yes. love open. And that's a profound thing. So there was a, a profound thing that you offered me. It wasn't painful. It, it, it wasn't um, comfortable, 
But then the opposite is not comfortable anyway. This was not comfortable, but, you know, taking responsibility for ending the game within oneself, because that's what happened to me, right? It started to collapse the game inside me. And that's what we're talking about. The game collapses. The game of collusion, the game of victim, the game of the pain body, the game of the matrix that's playing itself out in us over and over and over and endlessly. It ends. It ends fast Mm -hmm. or it ends slow, but you commit to it ending. Yes. Because there we were. We stayed in this forever. This is, yeah, I mean, this has just been the the sort of... uh, 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 ground, if you like, of our relationship. And it's not something that we consciously do. It just is. Um, and, and, and I just want to say that wherever you are in relationship, awakened, unawakened, partly awakened, glimmer of awakening, uh, what it, yeah, whatever stage or, you know, wherever one's at, it doesn't matter. Mm. Pain body, no pain body, some pain body, sometimes pain body. <laughs> Just getting a sense of the deeper purpose of relationship, which is to take you inwards to the primary relationship, the primary relationship with self, which is always a relationship of honesty, nakedness, Mm. presence, openness, and tenderness that can just open the doorway a little bit to allowing that presence, openness, tenderness, nakedness to come to the foreground of relationship, even in the midst of a pain body. It's really, it really is a sort of shift in consciousness. Mm. And, and then with that, not to have an agenda, yeah, mm. the agenda of holding on to relationship, mm. the agenda of fixing relationship, the agenda, oh, if only the other was like this, then everything would be okay, mm. and so on and so on. To have no agenda, that is incredibly powerful and difficult, but possible to really just remain in the presence, in the truth, in the openness, in the tenderness, yeah, of your deeper nature, yeah, that is always here, whether you're in pain or not in pain, whether the other is in pain or not in pain. And to be in that, in relationship, and to meet yourself in that, Mm. whether the other meets you in that or not, it's not the issue. It's you meeting yourself in that. And somehow that opens the door. And if you have no agenda, then that which needs to bloom in you will bloom, whether it's in this relationship or another relationship or in no relationship, it doesn't matter. Mm. And that's incredibly difficult because so much of the human state is invested in keeping, holding on to a relationship Mm. as if it was a great crime or a great punishment for the ending of a relationship. And the ending of a relationship really is like death. Yeah, We're so afraid of death that we try to prevent it. Yeah, that we try to hold it off, ignore it, you know, keep it at bay and so on. And that's the same with the ending of a relationship. Mm-hmm. But actually both death and the end of a relationship are invitations to discover the truth of that which is deathless. 
Mm. And that which is deathless, that which is eternal, is love itself, love as the open, unconditioned state of being. So there are, there's much to unpack in that. <laughs> there is a lot to unpack yeah. in that. As you see, as just as you're speaking, I know we've got to got to, f- to finish in a minute. But I was, you know, my kind of parting invitation is, to, is is in a way, and I wouldn't do this normally, I don't think, but is to men, to because you know I have to say as as a man who came into this relationship, still you know I'd had my experiences of profound experiences of catharsis and you know, awakening, enlightenment moments, and all sorts of kind of crazy things, but the doorway that was offered to me as a man through uh, through you and through being willing to fall into uh, and through my emotional fears, yeah, through fear itself, through vulnerability, into vulnerability, through these, you know, really quite apparently scary areas uh, for men particularly, but not necessarily exclusively, actually freed me up. I became free in that way so as an invitation to men really just dive in yeah do what you said what you said yeah tell the truth own it show up absolutely you know because we can't we can't go on in the in the battleground we have to shift evolutionary evolutionarily from the the battleground of relationship into the potential for a a deeper communication, not battle, not one above the other, meeting place of, of, of what, of two silences, of two, of awareness, of willingness. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Ultimately, relationship in the way that we're speaking about it is really a relationship with the true master, which is love, the true guru, which is love, not small love, the love that comes from need and codependency and all of that, but the love of the unbounded beingness that we already are. Mm. And isn't that what a true, let's call it guru, disciple, I don't like those words, but you know, master and student relationship is, it's where the master doesn't need the student to be any different than they are, Mm. and yet is a reflection of truth, Mm. of that which is true, and there's no hiding place in that. And it's that love that burns up the student's karma, if you like, if they're available, because it's the same as an intimate relationship. There has to be a deep trust, even though it's difficult. And there must be a deep, dare I say it, surrender, even though it's difficult. Yeah. Mm. There must be an end of the battle, even though that may rise up. (laughs) And it's not about, you know, submitting one's will to the other it's about bowing down to love Mm. the true nature of love Mm. but of course the other must be clear as well so it's messy and it's pure at the same time and at the end of the day it all becomes an invitation 
as we've said over and over again. It has to be an invitation. Whatever happens on the level of form is what happens on the level of form, whether you stay together or whether you are apart. Ultimately, we're all alone anyway. Even in this relationship, we've recognized that we're alone. I'm having a a life experience, an incarnatory experience, and a murder is having an incarnatory experience. At the moment, we're together dancing through the universe. We've been dancing together for 19 years. Will we keep dancing for another 19 years together? Who knows? At some point, I might stop dancing. I might become invisible. She might. Who knows? And so we're left with ourselves, with our own experience. Yes. Yes. Which it is, is important. It know. is in the end, whether you're in relationship or not in a relationship, ultimately, ultimately a relationship with true self, deep self, innermost self. And that's really the relationship with God. Mm. Yeah. And that's the ultimate devotion. Yes. Apart from to say that I am completely devoted to you. Most of the time. As much as possible. <laughs> I'm devoted to the, I am devoted to the you are. work that you, the fragrance that you bring. And I'm devoted to your devotion. I don't want to get sanctimonious here, but I am devoted to your devotion to the truth. Yeah. To the, to you have a purity, right. a quality, and you're devoted to that. Well, even if I'm a messy guy or in whatever way that I come about life, I have fallen into being devoted to that as well. You know, That's right. I've That's just... ultimately the, the, what the relationship is. It's in a, devo- a devotion to the deepest, to the truest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so and I will, else I will, just... I will, yeah. So I will clear whatever needs to be cleared out of the way in order to maintain that devotion, because that devotion is more important than anything else. Yes. 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 Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, thank you very much for listening, everybody. And uh, I don't know, we've meandered with, with, with we, I, I hope we've offered you some hope for relationship <laughs> in the, in the coming evolutionary movement as life evolves, because make no mistake, we've, we look at this and we're all involved in some evolutionary movement here. And hopefully to these eyes anyway, you know, um, relationship can be a a big part of that or even a leader of it because we do have to sort out our relationships in this world, our relationship with money, our relationship with God, our relationship with things, our relationship with stuff, our relationship with our pain, our relationship with all, all things that are. And so, you know, that's what, that's the function of what we're doing this podcast for really is just to stimulate, hopefully a a higher, deeper, wider, more beautiful, more resonant, more truthful um, opportunity. Thank you, Amoda. Thank you, Kavi. And um, we'll see you soon. Please subscribe if you haven't and you want to. And uh, I, we look forward to, to seeing you again and, uh, in, in, in a couple of weeks' time for a new podcast that Emoda will be doing. Take care. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye, Emoda. Bye.